Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Pan, give me one second. Um, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Sorry, I was recording something. Um. Okay. So. Now that Teresa is gone, I can record forbidden audio. What should I say? She's not going to hear this. She'll never know. I don't have any controversial opinions. Oh, no. My mom was like, are you busy? And I was like, kind of. And she was like, all right, fine. And I was like, do you want me to tell a cork to do it? She's like, well, I thought this is something that you could learn because my mom thinks it's fucking ridiculous that I don't know how to cook. <laughs> Considering like, the fact that your family is like a pretty big cooking family, it seems. I know, I know. I like the only, so I have like approximate knowledge of how to cook a lot of things. Like uh-huh. uh, I can probably walk you through how to cook a lot of like, uh, Spanish recipes because like that's a lot more easy to understand for me mm-hmm. and like I can do some Italian shit like some basic Italian stuff but like not a whole lot and mom's like well can you start with the sauce and I was like <laughs> and she's like I'll walk you through it it's like whoa but anyway Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? Panda, I'm good. How are you? I'm sleepy, but I'm making it. Uh, loves it. I had a, a pretty great nap earlier. Ooh, you know. I'm going to shut up now. Yes, good. Do the intro. <laughs> do, you, do you have something to say about naps? No, I don't. I was just opening my mouth, and then I was going to say words, but my brain didn't catch up with my mouth. And I realized I had nothing to fucking say. My mouth just assumed I had something to say because I never shut the fuck up. So here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. And I think you went first last time after our harmony debacle. So I will go first. And my idea is... It's a movie review podcast, and I know most of my ideas are blank review podcasts, but this is a movie review podcast, but they talk about classic movie monsters, and so, like, they would, like, rotate, like, maybe within a month, they would, like, do movie adaptations of a particular monster, and then the next month, they would switch to, like, a different one and just sort of go through basically all like all movie monsters like as a category i'm thinking like vampires werewolves i mean frankenstein would be frankenstein's monster but i'm not pedantic so i'm not gonna say that but like frankenstein stuff like that you know like mummy movies there aren't that many mummy movies anymore so just to review monster movies, because I heard monsters and then I started thinking about like Shape of Water and how I kind of want to do Fishman and then I got distracted. Yeah, um, like, well, aquatic, like Fishman type monsters could also be like a subset of this. Like it would be like they're dedicated to doing movie monsters, but they would change which monster they're talking about each month. Okay. So they would just go through, basically, like, going through the canon of, like, all the movies that have been made about different monsters. I'm down for that. 
a lot of people know this, and Pan, you probably know this already, but for those who don't know, I'm a really big fan of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm a really big fan of it, more aesthetically than movie-wise. Um, I haven't watched it since, like, 2015, so I probably should rewatch it soon. But um, I really, really love it. Um, and, like, a lot of people, like, I always, like, recommend it for people, especially for horror fans, because it is, like, one of the first original uh modern horror films and stuff like that and uh, yeah however the main like antagonist and i use antagonist very loosely here is like sort of zombie sort of vampire what about like monsters like that that clearly are considered a monster but land in between would there just be like a a wild card month or would it be like a what Give me the goods. What do you think? That is interesting because I do feel like there are enough movies out there that don't fit neatly into a singular category as far as their monster goes. So I feel like, yeah, maybe if they had a month for like monsters without a definite category would also be really good because like you don't want to try to like box yourself in too severely by just doing like only monsters that are very well defined because there are so many movies where like your monster isn't well defined and that doesn't make it a bad movie or a bad movie monster and i haven't seen the cabinet of dr caligari even though i've heard of it but yeah i feel like a wild card month would also be a very good idea the babadook would also be in that month exactly because there's like i mean I haven't seen all of the Babadook, but I still haven't seen it. I still oh. haven't seen it. I feel I like love- we've talked about this before. We ha- we probably have. My first vlog ever was about how I love the the Babadook, but I'm afraid that's of the it. Babadook. I do remember specifically this. I love them. I love the Babadook, and I loved them before everybody made cheesy bad gay memes out of them. I, I love the Babadook, and I want to befriend them, but I can't watch the movie. I'm too freaked out. However, I found out that my horror movie threshold has gotten a lot better, as long as there just isn't really unpredictable jump scares. But I figured out how to predict most jump scares, so I'm kind of surviving. So maybe I could watch it now. I don't know. Well, the musical but, cues help. Oh, yeah. music. So what I've noticed in horror films is that either the music will swell even, even more, and a uh, jump scare will happen or everything will go completely silent. It'll like the f- camera will uh, focus on one point that like really seems like unnecessary to be focused on kind of deal. And either the jump scare will happen from said point or will happen like right behind them or right next to them or something like that. And I've learned how to predict really well now when um, jump scares happen. So maybe I can watch the Duck now without dying. Yeah, that's a technique that's been employed by a lot of horror movie watchers over the years. And I'm glad that you have you've caught on. I've learned the tricks of the trade. I love horror movies, but like, I don't really like jump scares either. I usually feel like they're very cheap and like, they kind of take me out of the experience sometimes. Agreed. So like being able to predict when a jump scare is going to pop up is really useful when you like horror stories, but not the way that they are depicted sometimes. Yeah, I've been really getting into like people's corny ass um, like YouTube horror channels and stuff like that. 
Oh, word? Yeah, like I've rewatched Petscop like three times in the past two I months, which is really. It's like, I'll tell you about it after we finish the episode. Um, <laughs> okay. And that's like kind of horror based, like let's play almost in a way. And like, that's mm-hmm. really cool because it's really minimal jump scare. And it's a lot more like suspense and anticipation of like, when is something going to happen kind of deal, which is really nice. Um, but then I also started uh, watching Hi, I'm Mary Mary. And that's a lot of jump scares. And I was like, I, I also watch- don't know what that is. Oh, it's um, the concept of a girl uh, thinks that she is in like she was kidnapped and is in her house but it's clearly not her house like there's a few things different Ooh, that's like really slight and like at night there's clearly like beings inside of her house but she can't figure out like how the fuck to get outside there's only 12 episodes out i've only watched like four of them i need to go back to it so i think she has gotten outside of the house somehow but i really i don't really know i'm not sure 100 percent. and that's a lot of jump scare based and it's good and i want to like it but i don't like jump scares so i'm like hey god can i just enjoy this in peace please but um i also love creature of the black lagoon like as a monster i I assume is why uh the shape of water was so validating for you oh 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 most definitely oh my god yes it was i want to smorch the creature of the black lagoon so i was very very excited when shape of water got announced and i also love um hellboy and like abe sapien and i know a lot of this is like based in del toro wanted to do an abe sapien movie and nobody allowing him to do an abe sapien movie so um this so shape of water was the good smart i mean what shape of water be in this yeah i feel like there could be i don't know oh i don't know a whole lot about I'm not as versed in movie monsters as I would prefer to be, but I feel like there could be room for a month that's just like fish man type monsters or like aquatic man type monsters. I feel like you could maybe gather at least four movies that fit into that category a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Also, I think you need to take in consideration things that people think are horror films that wouldn't be necessarily considered horror films today like oh yeah definitely movies that like are about people who um like for instance house of wax is really really bad but the main antagonist is like somebody who just happened to be neglected because they had a fucked up face like that's no way to treat somebody like the phantom of the opera phantom of the opera or i mean yeah fucked up face month fucked up face month yeah (laughs) i mean you could like even talk about how like people consider like a hunchback of notre dame to be kind of like not necessarily a horror film but fucked up face they're scary they're evil he is a little bit of a movie monster in some case exactly isn't there like a really weird looking quasimodo that i'm thinking of uh, I should know this because I watched a really good video about the history of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah, if any, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Lindsay Ellis's video on the Hunchback of Notre Dame, it's super good, and I basically recommend all of her content. But like the, the Hunchback movie, was, the Hunchback video was so good. Let me check that girl out. Um, do you have an do you have a name idea for this podcast? I tried to come up with one while we were having this conversation and it didn't pan out. I mean, you could just call it Monster Mash. I was literally about to say Monster Mash. 
There we go. It was a graveyard the Monster Mash podcast. Monster Mash podcast. This also, your discussion about YouTube stuff really makes me want to pivot into a similar related idea, which is a review show for YouTube horror series. That's so funny because my podcast idea is about a YouTube horror series today. Oh, great. We can just go into that then. (laughs) Okay. So I really think that there should be either like a scripted podcast or a video podcast about a guy who like tries to discover the Illuminati because I love people's like corny ass ideas of how the Illuminati works. Even that letter that's floating around about the guy who apparently was like cloned by the Illuminati and like played. Yeah, oh my god. Teresa, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, there's this letter that this guy wrote claiming that he's um, an escaped clone from the Illuminati and, like, all the terrible things that the Illuminati do. And, like, if you're really sensitive about sexual assault and, like, abuse and stuff like that, I highly suggest that you don't read it because it is very graphic and very uh, abuse-centric. But, like, at the same time, they're, like, in this letter... Bernie Mac is dead because he didn't want clones to be hurt. And I'm just like, oh my God, what? (laughs) Like it's, I couldn't take it seriously, but also like I could see like, it's kind of ridiculous, but also like a lot of people probably can't read it because of how graphic it is. But I think um, there's so many like stories about like Slender Man and stuff like that. Like Marble Hornets. Like Marble Hornets and Everyday Man. um, Every, oh my God, it's not Everyday Man. It's every hybrid man, something like that. And Troop. Oh my god, I like used to know all the names of these um tribe tribe 13, tribe 12, something like that. There's there's a lot um like the big trio, the big three of Slenderman um uh YouTube channels and like for instance like I was saying like Petscop and um Hi I'm Mary Mary and Alan Tutorials. There's like a lot of horror YouTube channels and I want like a crappy one about the Illuminati. Like I think that'd be really fun and it could even be like half this uh, person um, is actively trying to join the Illuminati or thinks that they may have done something to piss off the Illuminati and is like, oh my God, they're going to come after me. And like some of the videos will be clearly altered by the Illuminati, like, or even blurry photos. And like, even it could be partially about like the, the real men in black. Like, I don't know if you know anything about like accounts of people experiencing the men in black i've heard of but never like really looked into it there's a buzzfeed unsolved episode about it is buzzfeed unsolved something that i should watch yes i love it i've heard people talk about it on the internet and i have not checked it out i really like it i think it's really fun um i like more of their conspiracy theories more than they're like because they're on their third season and some of them are like, do you know who killed this child in 1352? And then some of them are like, hey, guys, this one's a haunted doll. And like, I like the ones more about haunted dolls. Well, we all know about your feelings for a haunted dolls. <laughs> I love haunted dolls. I can't help it. <laughs> I love them. And I keep getting eBay emails that are just like, haunted doll watch. <laughs> The McElroy brothers are going to come and kill me for using their haunted doll watch intro. Oh my god, Justin McElroy is coming to snipe me in the head right now. What a wonderful way to go, though. He got a fax, and he's currently standing on my neighbor's roof, and he whispers into his earpiece, I've got the shot. (laughs) (laughs) Justin's here to kill me, guys. Um, But uh, I really want an Illuminati podcast, and, you know, honestly, does that exist already? 
it's got to exist. There's got to be an Illuminati podcast out there somewhere. I doubt it's a, a fiction podcast about somebody discovering the Illuminati, but there's got to be at least one. If those are, that's what those are called, um, AMRs, right? I have no idea. Oh, my God. Oh, Slender Man. Yes? Am I right? No. I don't know fucking anything. I'm going to have to look up some stuff. Anyway, also, speaking of things that we found out exist. So remember how in our first or, like, second episode we talked about having a podcast where somebody watched, where we probably watched Donnie Darko once a week and then talk about Donnie Darko and see how long we can survive without giving up. Yeah. There is a podcast, I believe, called The Worst Idea Ever. Yeah. And these people watch a bad movie once a week for a whole entire year and they review it once a week. Yeah, it was the worst idea of all time. And they started off with, uh, it was Grown Ups 2. Yes. And then they moved on to Sex in the City 2. Yes. And then after Sex in the City 2, they were like, holy shit, we just had to watch this two-hour movie every week for an entire year. So they moved on to the Zac Efron movie, We Are Your Friends, which is very bad, but also like 90 minutes long. Thank God. <laughs> they, they're they the ones who do uh, Till Death Do Us Blart with the McElroy brothers. Yeah, that's how I found out about it. Going back to this Illuminati podcast, I have no idea what the fuck would happen. I just want somebody to get captured by the Illuminati. Like there's that really bad Illuminati movie on Netflix called Illuminati. Ooh, I haven't seen this. Oh my god, it's terrible. I don't even know if it's available anymore. I watched it in like 2014. Okay. Maybe 2015. Uh, this guy gets like abducted and he thinks he's about to get inducted into the Illuminati. But in reality, he's getting hunted by the Illuminati. Ooh. I don't care if it's about somebody like trying to like, first of all, you wouldn't be able to rise into the ranks of the Illuminati. Of if course you were not. A YouTube channel about it. Like they're not that stupid. They have their eyes everywhere. That's why they're Illuminati. So it probably would be like an act like a kind of like a conspiracy channel about like how this person is being hunted by them actively while still trying to uncover them and stuff like that. Kind of like, kind of like lone gunmen, but less about aliens and more about the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really fun. Right. Yeah. Let's make it panned. Okay, so would this be trying to find the quote unquote real Illuminati or would this be scripted? It would be scripted. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Because like, let's be real. Slenderman isn't real. And as much as I want to believe Marble Hornets, I think it's really well written. And I think uh, the video, the short video clip concept of it, like really lends to the story itself in the same way how I feel about Hi, yeah. Mary, Mary. I think it would be, I picture it more as a YouTube series and I do a podcast, but I also see it as like almost like audio logs where this person is legit, like, yeah. you, know, you know, actually maybe if it was set like the late eighties, early nineties, like still when the Illuminati wasn't like a huge thing to like panic about kind of deal. And it could almost be like cassette recordings, you know, of like what this person has yeah. found. And I think that might be really cool. If it was like to be recorded like a legitimate like audio podcast, having it set maybe a few years back might make it really special. But then if it's like set in modern times, it would be video. As opposed to our podcast, which is not a legitimate audio podcast. Yes, because <laughs> all I do is talk about farting for half an hour on this podcast. Hey, this is the first time you've mentioned farting on this episode. There we go. 
15 minutes in, 20 minutes in. Nice. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I have a name. Do you have a name? My first thought just keeps going to Illuminati confirmed, but that's not a good name. I just think of like the meme of like people like finding triangles and something and going Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, that's that's fair. I was thinking maybe like the eyes are watching or like hidden eye or something like that. I think the eyes are watching is probably really good. I think so too. I think we've just sealed the deal. Y'all got another idea from me, Pand? I do. I have another idea. This one I got from co-host of my Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast, Alice, who gave me idea the idea urban fantasy speed dating. Oh, this would be another scripted podcast, and it would be it's supposed to be like a person or multiple people going through like speed dates, but. It's in an urban fantasy setting, so it's, like, wizards and elves in, like, modern day just, you know, trying to find love and make a connection. That's so cute. And also just, like, the silliness that comes with, like, magic in a modern setting. Oh, my God. I am such a sucker for modern fantasy and urban fantasy. Me fucking too, which is why I was so upset that Bright was bad. Oh, my God. Same. When I found out the concept, I was like, man, this sounds really cool. And then I started to see more about it. And I was like, oh, this is bad. This is not not this is not good something totally not cool yeah i had the same exact reaction to like when i first heard about it i was like oh shit yeah and then like i thought about it and then i heard the phrase fairy lives don't matter today and i wanted to physically remove myself from this plane of existence and i um i like thought about it for more than five seconds and like realized how like what orcs equated to and just like how um it was it just seemed like a mess well okay not to get too off topic but i did i have heard from people who actually watched this movie that it seems like the social commentary stuff was added in during production and that it was actually just supposed to be more of like a a weird straightforward like urban fantasy type thing but then like when they started making it for netflix like they started to add in all of like the quote unquote racial politics. Yikes! That's that made it so cringy. That's a rough boy right there. If I ever yeah, it's one. really sad. I feel bad for Will Smith. It's okay. One day he can probably revive it and do something better. But yeah, urban fantasy speed dating because I feel like we don't get enough good urban fantasy like just in general. Agreed. And definitely, I don't know like of any urban fantasy podcasts although if someone does know of an urban fantasy podcast and you want to correct me on this i will totally take that correction because i'd love a recommendation send them both our ways please yeah i would love urban to hear it such an underrepresented genre mm-hmm. i just love the idea of having something mundane like speed dating set against oh fantastical setting yeah like the last time i read something or listened or watched whatever something that was like urban fantasy i think was actually like the city of bones books and those get more like obnoxious after you get 50 pages in becomes less about magic in new york city and then it becomes about like hey i might be dating my sort of brother wait no he's not wait yes he is wait no he's not and like that got exhausting real fast and also like let's be real cassandra clare 
stole other people's writings to make uh, City of Bones and refuses to admit it. Oh, wait, isn't that that chick that plagiarized Harry Potter fan fiction? Yeah, originally City of Bones apparently was Harry Potter fan fiction too. Hot mess. Hot mess. Hot mess. I mean, also, like, let's be real, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was also a stolen idea. Yeah, I mean, but the difference is, I think, is that Fifty Shades has never really attempted to pretend that it was not a Twilight ripoff. I mean, not a lot of people. It's not common knowledge. Like, not a lot of people know that, even though, like, I constantly have to tell people that it was. Really? Because I feel like that's all I heard about when this was coming out was that it was a Twilight fan fiction. But I guess it may have to do with the uh, the circles that we run in. Probably so. I think it might have to do with the circles. But like when I was telling people, I was like, yeah, this is a Twilight fan fiction. It's not even like a good Twilight fan fiction. Like this was a stolen idea from a sh- better written BDSM Twilight fan fiction. Somebody's like, wait a second. There's Twilight fanfiction. Wait, was the idea stolen? I thought she just wrote, like, shitty BDSM Twilight fanfiction and then decided she wanted to publish it, so she changed the names. What I have read was that there was a way more popular Twilight fanfiction called The Submissive. And E.L. James was like, well, if this can get popular, I'm going to write something too. And um, The Submissive is, like, considered, like, one of better BDSM Twilight fanfics kind of deal. The reason why Fifty Shades gained such popularity in the Twilight fanfiction committee community was because uh, it updated frequently. Chapters were short. And since at that time, I forget, I'm sorry if you hear screaming outside, my mom and Cork are talking and they have no concept of anything in this world. It was getting updated frequently. People were reading it because of how visible it was on like the front pages and stuff like that. While other uh, people who were writing BDSM fanfic were writing more like longer, were writing longer chapters and were writing longer one shots and stuff like that. So their names weren't po- popping up as quickly and stuff like that. And EL James just like happened to hit to strike gold with like the right amount of like with the right formula kind of deal. But apparently the idea was kind of ripped off of a better written twilight fan fiction as well. <sighs> This is so interesting. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read like this whole entire thing and I read about how like at the time like it was written during the peak of Twilight fanfiction where like people were getting auctioned chapters for charity and stuff like that and was like getting like upwards of like thousands of dollars and stuff like that. Like I don't know if I'd be able to find the article. I could try and find it for you, but like reading it I was like, "Oh my god." I would absolutely love to read that if you can find it but i understand if you can i will do my best but let's go back to this podcast idea now that we've gotten thoroughly off topic almost when do we not there how would we go about presenting this so i'm assuming it obviously would be an audio podcast yeah would we it would, would it just be like five different voice actors doing goofy voices or would it be about one specific character trying to find love? Or would it be like, what would it be? Do you have any idea? Okay, so in kind of core concept, I like the idea of having maybe like three to five main characters, so to speak. Like you wouldn't focus on each one every episode. You would just sort of have like kind of a like middle size main cast 
And then, like, every episode would have maybe, like, a couple of them doing, like, different dates or whatever. And then, like, it would sort of have, like, a, a running story throughout Okay. somehow. I can get behind that. But, yeah, so, like, it wouldn't be the same characters every episode, but you'd have, like, a core cast of characters that you would keep going back to. And that might even expand beyond, like, just the ones who are trying to date and could, like, you could have, like, recurring speed daters who, like, try to go on, like, the speed dates with, like, the different characters in, like, the main cast. Hmm, that's really interesting. Yeah. I could get behind that, but also I think that would be, like really intricate to it would be a massive undertaking to be sure i think it's doable though that sounds really fun do you have an idea for it um i don't have a name i was trying to cut i was looking up uh words that rhyme with like date and romance while we were talking about uh el james and (laughs) i haven't been able to find anything that i can make into a pun which is very upsetting um I mean I was thinking like something maybe like along the lines of making magic. Making magic is cute. Because like I feel like a lot of times like are people like will equate finding romance like in a big city and stuff like that into like striking gold and like uh magic happening because goddamn it's so impossible and stuff like that. If the main character was a leprechaun, we could say striking gold. Ooh, that's fun. Or if it's about a witch, it could be making magic. I like making magic. Or magic making, like matchmaking. Magic making. Oh my god, Pand. Genius. I love it. Yeah, okay, I think we got it. We've cracked the code. Alright, I think we're done here. Do you have one more idea for me. Hey, I was going to say, are we done here? But okay. I can give you an, if you don't have one, I can give you another idea. Uh, well, that's bad in most recent events. Um, oh, here's a short one that we can talk about. How about uh, a podcast where people scour the internet or listeners send in things and it's called uh, the most niche thing I can find. And, like, you know, like, the t-shirts that are, like, this electric engineer loves his girlfriend born in February who's also a pharmacist? Oh, you mean, like, the stuff that you see in, like, Facebook advertisements? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, ones that clearly aren't, like, bot-generated, but, like, ones that people are trying to legitimately sell. For instance, the thing that, like, sparked this for me to think of this idea was... Um, a doormat that says welcome in this houseboat we talk a lot about my ex-wife big mood <laughs> that's the mood and like I think it'd be really funny the more and more like things that we hear kind of deal and I would like love to read if it's on Amazon or something like people's reviews of it if anybody's bought it and stuff like that and I think it would be really fun yeah that actually I really love that because I as much as I love the ones that are bot generated I love even more the idea of people trying to sell these like earnestly yeah the other day actually when I went to go see Black Panther there was a woman wearing a sweatshirt that said princesses are born in December and I was like oh my god she bought one and I was like she did it she bought one <laughs> like, that's amazing i was so excited i was like yes <laughs> like i was so happy about it like i want 
I wish like that there wasn't I wish there was a way that you could have gotten a picture of her without it being weird. No, I couldn't, but I saw it and I was so excited. Like I was so so excited. I, you have no idea. It brought me so much That's joy. Um, I would I would have screamed if I saw that in person. Like, like for real. It wasn't any like it wasn't a wild one cuz there are some that are like downright ridiculous, but that one. I know I send you a lot that are made by t-shirt bot. I know I follow t-shirt bot too, which is even funnier. Like stuff like that exists out in the world that people unironically buy. And I love it. Like, oh my God. Also at the movie theaters, I saw a couple wearing matching uh, King and Queen's sweatshirts. Oh, that's adorable. But on the back, it said together since 2017. And I couldn't help but laugh at that because like these people specifically got these sweatshirts for themselves. And it just... I don't know. That's actually really funny because together since 2017 could mean they've been together for like two months. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I I had a blast with it. And like, I think that's amazing. How niche can we get niche? Niche. Can we get? I hear people say both ways. I usually say niche. Yeah, niche, 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 whatever. We literally change it up every time we say it in my group. Can we get is kind of like a mouthful. So how about just niche market? My favorite philosopher, niche. Niche. Frederick Niche. I think like niche market could just work because like that's like a legitimate phrase in marketing anyway, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think niche market is a really good name because I use that phrase like all the time. Yeah, God knows I have a very niche like taste with a lot of stuff we we have pretty niche tastes around here we really do so um yeah that's that's my last little tidbit i think i think with that singular perfect idea in the bag we can officially wrap up here at the fresh podcast market perfect sounds good to me if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at FreshPodMarket. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at Mpandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? Y'all can follow me at Vicunyad, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. And if you have a Tumblr, you can follow us at FreshPodcastMarket. That's the wonderful Tumblr that Teresa manages and updates. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to buy our logo on some sort of merchandise you can do that at the link in our pinned tweet on twitter if you would like to support the show other than by buying merchandise you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market and if you liked our theme song that was plants by hopefully not bad glib on soundcloud.com and if you want to email us, if you want to come on the show or just send us your podcast ideas for us to forget about while we talk about movie monsters for 30 minutes, you can send those to freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. I think that's it. That's all we've got. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Panda. Everybody stay nice and cool because it's getting sweaty up in here. Really Have a good is. one. Ugh. Watching anime on streaming sites is so much easier because, like, I don't have to deal with possible fucking Bitcoin.
corruption or whatever the hell anime this anime has been what (laughs) Teresa what (laughs) Teresa I need you to know you just said the phrase bitcoin corruption anime to me (laughs) what what does that even mean I'm so confused (laughs) oh my god it wasn't like a few months ago like Somebody was like, why the fuck is Kiss Anime so slow? And somebody found, like, somebody oh! cracked the code and found oh! out that, like, they were responsible for, like, data mining so they can get bitcoins or some shit like that. <laughs> I, I had actually forgotten about that because I never used Kiss Anime. <laughs> Jimmy, did you hear about this? Jimmy, did you hear about the the whole Kiss anime debacle? They were doing they they were mining Bitcoin through other people's browsers. I had no idea what Teresa meant when she said corrupt Bitcoin anime, but. Okay, I'm back on board now. I understand. Okay. okay. 